Value Town is a production of ChamMV TV. Find out all show information and details at ChamMV.tv. Value Town is directly supported by listeners like yourself via patreon.com slash valuetown. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 140 of Value Town. I'm Jen Man V, and joining me, as always, is Ali Straza and Jackie Chan. How are you guys doing? Doing Hello. well. Very good. Very good. Superb. <laughs> Superb. Wow, I like these emotes today. These are great. <laughs> we need to add those to the game. Oh, man. So uh, I, I heard you guys got a chance to open some more packs recently, or, or at least get some more cards recently, huh? Are you guys doing some of that today, or...? Well, today we actually did something different. Rather oh. than just getting packs yeah. based on um, whatever, you know, the, the breakdown of the card back being equipped, it was actually extra time to do a speed run of the end of an adventure. Oh, okay. I didn't know you could do... So, okay, I didn't realize you guys had speed runs, too. Um, yeah. So cool. Team Light got 46 minutes and Team Boy got 54 minutes. God, dude, you guys yep. get shafted in 54. every way. It's like ridiculous. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, um, well, well, go ahead, Jackie. Yeah, I did um, Nax Ramus. So I was doing the speed speed run Nax Ramus, which was it was super intense. Like, I felt so so much pressure. Me too. I was freaking yeah, out know, the like, whole time. <laughs> my God, I need to get this card. Like, but um, in Nax, so I've gotten, but now I've got like Zombie Chows. Honey creepers, Nerubian eggs, Lothab, Belcher. Right. Like, I've got so many good stuff. So, uh, <laughs> and Ali is just shaking her head the whole time. Well, we're going to, you know, obviously they've had October Raw going on now. So, we'll talk about our week, obviously, in Hearthstone to start off with. Uh, got lots of different things to talk about today. We've got some news, including an uh, interview with Mike Denae, as well as BlizzCon schedule being announced. So, we'll take a look at that real quick. Uh, we've got uh, another topic that's um, on the topic of the week that has to do with some news involving Team Splice. So I figured it might be good to talk about that a little bit. Mechatorx Workshop's back. Underrated and debated. We got a card. Um, and then we've got some results from the host challenge last week with the Royal Family. And we've got our, our new challenge this week for you guys. Lots of people are doing it, so that's definitely a lot of fun. And then uh, Deck of the Week, of course. And then Q&A and Smilestone, too, guys. I forgot to mention that in there. We've got again. So get ready. It's going to be like... That's it. <laughs> that's right. Best 30 seconds of the show, <laughs> at least some people think or have commented about. Uh, but let's talk about our week in Hearthstone. So October Brawl, you know, kind of what you were talking about, kind of maybe extending that. I watched the grudge match between you guys this Friday. Man. Oh, I, it, it was grim. <laughs> it was so grim. That Paladin deck is just too good, man. Oh, <laughs> I was really so good. bummed out because I thought in when I was playing Paladin, I might have a shot to come back with that Blaze Caller into your Scalebane. I don't know how well you remember yeah. the yeah, um, yeah. the match. But then your follow-up with two Muster for Battles and Direwolf. <laughs> like, I just yeah. There's that nothing single, I can do. That single Direwolf did so much single work. Single Direwolf did so much <laughs> I'm work. I'm killing everything. 
<laughs> and I was top decking terribly, so no, yeah. they, they weren't the most interesting of matches. <laughs> one, thing I, one thing I realized with everybody's match is that if you fall behind, you're just dead because nobody has removal yeah. cards at all. It's nobody just has removal. All minions, all mechs, all tempo cards. Actually, That's it. I had a vault. Or... No, never mind. That was just just kidding. <laughs> if you had a volcano, that would have been amazing. Yeah, in my I was, I was thinking of my shaman game, and I do have a volcano, but yeah. <laughs> never mind. Oh. You didn't draw it though, right? Like you know, I didn't like, draw. Yeah, I, I know. Nope. That would have so, wrecked me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, Jackie, if you guys didn't watch, I ended up winning two zero. And uh, actually, what ended up happening with the rest of the the uh, matches? Because I was like, I was on the road, so I was watching from my phone. So after y'all's match, I I kind of shut it off. So uh, did. Team Void end up winning the week too. Yeah, yeah Dog beat Reynard, uh, and then Crip beat Tides, so it was two one. To okay, two one. All right, so still pretty close there. Not too bad, but you, I guess you still lose that whatever advantage, or or you you guys still get that that advantage or whatever penalty, it, or yeah, whatever. penalty, yeah. or some type of way of nerfing the other team. Be interesting to see what no, that's going to eventually be. Find out at TwitchCon. I guess. That's right. Find out at TwitchCon, <laughs> which is coming up. Very very soon. It's it's in a, I don't know what about two weeks. Yeah, I think exactly. No, yeah, exactly two weeks. Yeah, it's around two weeks that yeah. you're gonna get a chance to see the finale of October Brawl. So, uh, so that'll be fun to watch. The but, epic uh, conclusion. The epic conclusion. Yeah, we'll finally get to see what all these advantages are. Like that's that's the part I'm looking forward to the most. Like, see if you guys are having to play blindfolded or. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe some of them will be serious, some of them will be funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just blindfolded, accidentally concede. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that would be a challenge. Can you concede blindfolded? That would be a yeah. really, really tough challenge. Um, all right. Well, what other? Uh, I think maybe another thing to talk about uh, during our week in Hearthstone is just what other decks we've been playing, and um, I think we've each got a deck here. Uh, I guess mine, mine's first. So why don't we start with mine, which is... Uh, I've been playing Elemental Shaman a lot lately. And it's been good. Nice. Yeah. I've been having a uh, pretty good time with it. I mean, I wouldn't say like the winning percentage is outrageously good, but it's definitely... I've been definitely climbing with it. And seems to be a good time for it, too, just because Shaman... You know, all the Elemental cards, and Shaman in particular, they have all these cards that are tempo based right they remove stuff uh -huh. and then they, you play a solid body like the fire elemental and and uh you know mentioned blaze caller before and you know, even hammer of twilight things like that those all just work really really well for for shaman and just that that type of game so um yeah this has been fun i've been doing pretty well against uh obviously the popular warlocks um as well as it does decently against priests too if you get off to a uh, an okay start and they don't continue you know just keep getting that removal at the right time then you're gonna do pretty yeah. well yeah no i like the look of it that's good yeah it's pretty cool because i mean one thing that with the elementals is that a lot of them are battle cry minions so they are pretty understated so mm -hmm. the fact you've got the the death knight has that been working pretty well uh the yeah the so the death knight is something i ended up adding a little bit later and um it worked great just because a lot of these minions they survive you know, I mean, they you usually yeah. trade, yeah. survive, and you heal basically with the the um, hero power, um, and then obviously the turn where you upgrade. I mean, you're going to have like four mana cards and five mana cards on the board almost every time. Like maybe even three, three, four, and five around there on average. Whenever you thrall, and then you know, when you thrall, you obviously you get a huge upgrade. I think from those spots, like there's only like a few cards that you get that are just god awful from those spots. 
So for yeah. the most part, you get advantages there. And um, yeah, and then you can parlay it into like, you know, just finishing it. I found Calamos six damage to the face is so good. I, I use that like almost every really? single time. Yeah. yeah, I guess a lot of the decks right now. How does it do against uh, Rogue? Just like the popular Rogue decks, obviously, because ladder is yeah. saturated with it. Uh, the Rogue deck does well. Yeah, it, it does well because... Um, I mean, it's it's a closer matchup just because it, it has a lot to do with who takes the board and you know who's yeah. hit. But with Calamos and the potential for getting multiple Calamos, you have a lot of heal potential too. So mm -hmm. those tempo yeah. rogues usually just have enough, just barely enough to kill you. Um, especially when you're, you're talking about you know like um, decks that have more value than that that rogue deck. So it's like they're they're on a little bit of a timer. I would say sometimes you know like. You know, if they can burst you down, that sort of thing. So if you can extend that, then, you know, I've had a lot of taunts, you know, with Jade Chieftain, and, um, you know, I've got the uh, the shoot Stone Shaper in there, too. So there's ways to, like, prevent that burst towards the end if you can just kind of get through that, that cool. late, you know, mid-game, mid, mid -game, I guess you could say. So, um, yeah, this one's doing, been doing pretty well. Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it for folks. It's, it's kind of an oldie, kind of coming back. <laughs> an oldie an oldie meaning like three months you know <laughs> like not super super old uh but it's uh yeah it's, it's definitely a good time for it right now nice i can't believe you don't have maelstrom paul maelstrom so i wanted to try it without any removal and yeah it's okay. been great like i mean i i have such great beginnings in, in the, with this deck maybe i've just been getting lucky but i rarely have terrible with starts so I don't really need to, wow. you know, like come back from that. And and again, like you have things like fire plume and and fire elemental and blaze call. You have things that just remove stuff and you know yeah. get tempo. So yeah. you, you're even jade claw too, right? So you can fall a little bit behind in the beginning and just catch up. So I purposely was trying to do it without maelstrom. So interesting. <laughs> I could probably replace kobold to be honest, scalebane with, with maelstrom because I I've been kind of forcing that card because I've been wanting to play play it and see what it's like in Because it's great. It's, <laughs> I it's, not, I have to say it's not as good in this deck in particular. Like, Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, it, it's something I'm still playing around with. Um, okay, uh, Jackie, you have a nice. druid you wanted to talk about today. Why don't we pull that one up? Yeah. What kind of druid is this? Yet another well, druid. Crazy it is a one. quest oh, wow. ancient one druid. Okay, <laughs> yes. Yes. No. So... <laughs> I was uh, climbing ladder. This was actually yesterday I was playing this. I was climbing ladder, and I got to rank 10. And then, obviously, rank 10 is like the rank floor. So I thought, oh, I'm on the rank floor. Let's uh, let's meme around a bit, a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I, thought, I, I tried some Ancient One decks. Yes. And when I got ranked Druid, it it was just started winning. It was just doing really I well. You. I was like, I I was wow. like what's going on? I... Quest Druid is insane. I was getting like... 30, 30 minions, like most games. Last like, what's going on? Oh my um, god, okay. Dude, I told you Ancient One is not, is actually not bad at all. If you can, you know, if you can get it down. Because there's so many, like, faceless manipulators and way to, ways to just, you know, um, have it happen really early. You have barns in here? You don't have barns in here. Nah, no oh, barns. Okay. I don't know. Like, there's some, some really good targets, but yeah. I didn't like inconsistency there's a lot of not good there's, targets. yeah there's a lot of non-good targets i agree so what is the what do you want in the beginning here like obviously wild growth and i guess just the early like mire keeper you just kind of just yeah i mean because it's so heavy bright-eyed scout is sometimes just wins you games on its own 
Oh my god, yeah, I'm totally gonna try this later. This all looks so fun. If you get like an anaconda out early as well, you can like the anaconda can like pull out the ancient one, and then you can like faithlessly ancient one. <laughs> okay. ancient one. It's just so many good things you can do with it. Know, it's, it's great. I played I played a deck very very close to this prior to the to the expansion. So no, no ultimate infestation. If it had an ultimate infestation, it'd be just stupid, disgusting. So uh, yeah, yeah, I bet this is crazy, crazy good. Um, it's fun at the very least, and it's yet another big, you know, biggish type of deck that uh, has some potential. Um, it's really, really cool. What do you think about uh, Dark Arakoa? Like, do you uh, do you feel like you need that for the quest, or do you um, just like that taunt? I think I just like it because it's partly the mana cost. I kind of prefer it over Ancient of War because, like, if you pull it from your hand for mana combo, you actually get the taunt. Yeah. Um, it's mainly the mana cost. Um, okay. Yeah, it's all right. What do you think about Elder Longneck? Where are some good things from that? Elder Longneck, like, it's. I feel like you're. It's. It's not that great a card, but if you get health, so it's like a three mana five four. Like that's right. really good. But other than that, True. it's like you kind of just need something to do in the early game. And I didn't really want to play Jade Blossom that much. Mm -hmm. And it also helps you complete the quest really quickly. So yeah, I, I think it's kind of just. Maybe you don't have to play it, but I don't think I would take it out. I think it's it's solid. All right, so the real Looks question fun. is how many, how many how many 30-30s have you gotten? I've got a lot. Uh, yes, I got a lot. right? Like, yeah. And how many of those like, is, like sealed the deal? Like, Did you kill people with those 30-30s? Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, a lot of people conceded. Of course. And that was so, so triggering, man. You get your 30-30 minion and people just concede. I'm like, what? Well, so let I me know. hit you in the face. Like, Don't you know I'm trying to finish the challenge of getting two of them, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think... I. I Pretty sure I must have got it like over fifty percent of games. I must have got the ancient one. It was way more than that. If you played Barnes, you'd get it even more. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> uh. <laughs> to you. No, that sounds like a lot of fun. Can't wait to give this one. This is like right up my alley. So I'm definitely going to be trying that. Um, okay. Oh well. Uh, oh, Allie, go ahead. You were gonna say I was just saying, I kind of think if I have the quest, dru the druid quest, I'm not sure <laughs> if I have it. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure if I want to craft it to play it, but I don't know. <laughs> I think I've played one. Yeah, I've definitely played the quest before, so I, I, I know I have it. Um, yeah. Okay, so Allie, you have a Kaliseth Zoo you wanted to talk about here. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at this. There's been a lot of different renditions of Keliseth Zoo right now. There's also, there's like a demon-based one, um, but I, I've been enjoying this one. I think it's relatively strong, actually. Um, and yeah, I just, I've been really enjoying the Keliseth decks, and um, yeah. I yeah, just, they're really, I think they're I think very, pretty, very pretty good. Strong. Yeah, I think I've played against this deck maybe a, a couple times. It's pretty popular or i think it's gaining popularity um but like i said there's a lot of different renditions of it but i seem to to like this this build <clears throat> how is it if you yeah. don't draw the kelseth early because uh, when you draw the kelseth early it's yeah. super strong yeah i mean it, it, sometimes it's a matter of just winning or losing like i wouldn't say the entire game is dependent upon drawing kelseth in the first five turns but it's a heck of a lot easier to win if you do yeah um so I, I still think it's it's fine if you don't draw it, but if it's the last card in your deck, yeah, it's you're probably not gonna win. <laughs> it depends on their start too, you know. Yeah, tell you what, a, a charge six eight feels bad. 
at five mana. It feels real bad yeah. when you're playing against it. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. Feels terrible. Exactly. But um, I'm actually being really surprised how good the, the Death Knight is in Zoo. Like, mm-hmm. traditionally, Zoo is like, very aggressive, and you're like ending the game pretty early on. But I've been against like I haven't played this deck that much, but I've been against it a lot. And I've lost a lot of games just to the Death Knight. Like, it's... it's- if and really you're bringing good. back a, a, a Doom Guard or two, like bringing back two is insane. I mean, you usually don't, but um, yeah. it's it's pretty good. It's like Zoo, the strength of Zoo, and then a, a finisher, you know, and and that's why yeah. I've been enjoying it. So yeah, and then you know when when you're talking about the Death Knight, and you know we're going to be talking about another deck here soon, which is um, you know kind of a a cruel rendition of this. I mean, you've got two ways of bringing back all your, your demons. That's, like, really, really brutal. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Warlock's just in a, a pretty interesting state now. I mean, we've been wanting, like, a demon lock for a long time, and now we're yeah. getting plenty of it. So, yeah, good, good stuff here. It's in a fun spot. I don't think it's, like, too amazing yet, but no. it's on the come-up. It's on the come-up. That's... No, I think, it's, I think the power level is, is perfect. Like, I th- yeah, it's, it's at a good spot. I think so, too. Yeah. Keliseth, yeah. I think some people are having different opinions on Keliseth at this point just because it's so swingy. You know, like, if you get it early, it's, you know, like, the deck itself is super powerful. If you get it late, then it's, you know, you know it's, it's almost like you don't have it in there, right? Yeah. So um, the fact yeah. that there's only one, there's obviously variance because of that. And... Yeah, a lot of people don't like variants, right? <laughs> Especially huh. like yeah. in events and things like that. So, um, yeah, some mixed opinions. I think the general playing community probably, you know, I think likes Kelisoth quite a bit at this point. So, yeah, I think, I think Kelisoth's fine. I think a lot of people have been like complaining about it a little bit because it's kind of everywhere, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's that bad in Rogue because like Rogue doesn't have access to, I think it's actually stronger in Warlock than it is in Rogue because. Warlock has obviously life tap, and so you can keep drawing mm-hmm. all your buffed minions. Whereas in For Rogue, sure. you can run out of minions fairly quickly, especially if you're against a control deck. Yeah, yeah, they have a lot of one. They have more one drops or one plays than than uh, Rogue does too, I believe. Just uh, Warlock in general. Yeah. Um, so with Kelseth, you know, just uh, last point on it. Do you guys think that Kelseth is um, design or, or balanced from a design standpoint? Because, you know, when we first heard about the princess, especially Kelsa, because Kelsa is the most uh, powerful one, or potentially (laughs) most powerful one, um, you know, the whole penalty is really forcing a deck building type of, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, restriction. Worst curve. Yeah, I mean, it's a restriction. Like, you have to build a deck that has no two drops in it. And I think initially it's just like, oh, yeah, that's really, really hard to do. So Kelsa is, you know, definitely not not that powerful right and as people started to realize that you know you could pick specific types of archetypes that that wouldn't utilize twos in different classes now we're actually seeing powerful decks with Kelseth in it so my question to you is not allowing two drops is that enough or you know like or i mean do you think Kelseth is too powerful or do you think that's fine yeah. like it's actually powered really really nicely right now personally i didn't i didn't think it's too powerful i think uh Right now, Warlock and Rogue specifically don't have that many powerful two drops, so like you're really not missing out by really not missing out much by running it. But um, like classes that have really contested, like Hunter, for example, there's just no way that you can call. There's no way, call right? The two, the two drops. Yeah. Um, 
So I think there is, like you are paying, you're paying a big price in certain classes, but I think as new expansions come out, probably we'll see maybe some stronger two drops in decks like Warlock and Rogue, and then it, you'll have to kind of think a bit more about whether you actually do want to yeah. play the Prince or not. That's a good point. Yeah, that'd be actually really cool if they did come out with strong two drops, just to really make it more of a decision-making type of thing. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Jackie. I do. I think that there are certain classes, like you said, Hunter, where it just it wouldn't work. So it's it's a card that's I think kind of nice, a, a nice option for you know a, a class like Rogue, and it, it's definitely powerful. And I can understand why some people are complaining because it's like high rolly, like oh you get your Keliseth, you win kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but I don't necessarily agree with that completely. Um, so I wouldn't say it's overpowered, um, yeah. but maybe give, maybe give it a little bit more time because I think they're just starting to gain popularity, Keliseth decks, in the last couple of weeks. So yeah. let's just see yeah. kind of what happens as people continue to evolve with the deck building. Because, you know, I've seen a difference even in the last week of Keliseth decks are much stronger than they were like two weeks ago. Or people just yeah. are better at refining it. So... Let's let's see what happens, but generally, I think it's a fine power level. Personally, well, the thing about the Kelsa decks too is that you know you have to remember is that um, yeah, there's high variance in it, so you can't really mm -hmm. even even assess how good it's doing unless you like look at thousands of games. You know, like that's really yeah. Like I don't and yeah, and then secondly, I think that just the Warlock package has just been good. Like even mm -hmm. without Kelseth, you know, what I mean, I think people are just realizing it now. You know that, you know, once you took down Pirate Warrior, once you, you know, nerfed out, you know, just even Jade Druid a little bit, that Zoo and or just Demon Lock and things weren't that bad. You know, like so yeah. uh, even a Kazakis version of it or the Cruel version of it, and even this without Kelseth, you know, power level is still pretty good. Not like tier one good, but still pretty good. So mm -hmm. I, I think people probably overvalue Keliseth in some ways at times, you know, in terms of how much impact it's having on these decks where the baseline, I think, was just already pretty decent, you know? Yeah, I think there's some matchups it impacts a lot more as well. So, like, if you, if there's two Zulocks against each other and one of them draws Keliseth, right. Keliseth has a, a, yeah. a, a big advantage. The mirrors are really yeah, sticky. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you've got, like, the Zoo against, say, a control deck, the, the, them having the Kaliseth doesn't make well anywhere near as big a difference yeah really. I know what you mean mm. okay well anyways fun decks guys definitely check it out uh, all the deck codes are in our notes so you will always be able to find that over um, uh, I usually put the notes at the bottom of just all the descriptions wherever you find the show whether it's YouTube or iTunes or whatever you, you can find it there um, moving on we're uh, talking about some news and there's some de developer news as well as some uh, BlizzCon uh, announcements so yesterday the schedule for BlizzCon was announced and um, yeah so we get a chance to see not, not a lot of details to be honest but we get a chance to at least see um, you know, uh, really what's planned for uh, BlizzCon. So looks like there's going to be um, you know, just your standard type of announcement of some type of expansion of some sort. You know, I think we'll see it probably in the, the keynote. Um, there's, you know, obviously there's some Q&A, like always, like live Q&A. Uh, but then there's going to be an innkeeper event, which if you look at the, the stage or the schedule, um, actually, let me see if I can bring up the schedule. If you look at the schedule on the Hearthstone stage, you'll see that, um, you know, almost everything is the Innkeeper uh, event. Mm -hmm. So 
clearly it's going to be some type of um, event of some sort, you know, some tournament. Uh, so yeah, if you look here, it's basically um, where is it? <laughs> there it is at the bottom. Yeah, so it's like this this innkeeper round one, match one, that sort of thing. So that, that's pretty much what's going to be going on for the most part on the, the Hearthstone stage. Um, but then also you have um, Tavern Trivia too, that which is going to be on this new um, epic stage too. So uh, a lot of people wondering what was going to be at BlizzCon given that the World Championships or the Hearthstone uh, HTT Championships weren't going to be there for the first time. So this is answering some of the questions. There's still going to be some, you know, some fun Hearthstone events. So if you guys are, you know, looking forward to that, or you guys are basically at BlizzCon just for Hearthstone, definitely be on the lookout for those sort of things. And yeah, we'll, we'll be there too. So we'll, 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 do, there. we'll do a Value yep. Town like meetup of some sort. If you guys have any ideas, by the way, for a Value Town meetup, let us know because uh, we've been trying to come up with like a good venue and, you know, maybe what you guys would, or what type of environment you guys would want to hang out with us in. So uh, yeah, just email those to us if you can, valuetown at chamov.tv. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, BlizzCon. You guys excited about it? And I mean, it's it's yeah. like a month away. First ever BlizzCon. I oh, I'm, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I've never been. I can't wait. I've just yes. I've just heard that it's like on such a grand scale, and I I just can't wait to see the presentation of everything. And yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, I mean, it's also my first ever BlizzCon <laughs> and first ever time in America. Yeah, double so, yeah, yeah. America. Wow. Yeah, I've never been to America. Before. Okay, I definitely got to take you to some. <laughs> You're kind of doing it right dinner. then for yeah, your first exactly. time. Exactly, American hey, um, dinner. <laughs> I'm hyped. <laughs> Total hyped. Life. All right, so what, definitely. What do I, what do I need to do seats. while I'm in America? What do you need to do? Hmm. Yeah, what do I need to do? What, what do you think, Allie? Burger, in and out burger, something eat. like that. Yeah, okay. in and out, eat. Definitely eats for sure. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of uh, like. Good restaurants and I don't know. There's fun breweries in Southern California, or what else? At Disney World or Disneyland, yeah, maybe. Disneyland's right there too. A lot of people go to Disneyland if they've never been, um, yeah. Because it's it's literally across the street, Jackie, from, from oh, the really? convention. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, like all the hotels yeah. that house for uh, the you know just BlizzCon, they're shared with the people that are going to Disneyland. <laughs> so oh, cool. that's why it's yeah. always so hard to to get hotels. Um, but yeah, so come and look for us, these guys first, BlizzCon. It's going to be a, amazingly fun. Um, and see, another thing too about BlizzCon is that uh, Ben, I think, was asked on Twitter whether we'd see any ladder changes, you know, uh, and uh, at least maybe announced at BlizzCon. And Ben said no. So there's not going to be any ladder changes. At least we know that it won't be announced at okay. BlizzCon. Darn. Yeah. <laughs> type of thing. But I'm sure we'll see the the um, details of the new expansion, just like always, and that's going to be fun. Uh, we'll be doing a live Value Town from uh, BlizzCon too, so I'll give you guys some um, details on that. If you guys actually want to just come out and just watch us do it, you know, because it's actually in one of the the guild or uh, one of the uh, rooms that you can rent, like the the bigger like conference rooms that you can rent in, in the Hilton. One of the, the big WoW guilds usually rents it and sets up a whole production. So we usually piggyback off that because they are awesome and let us do that. So, Sweet. Uh, yeah, lots of fun stuff coming up. I'll definitely fill you in on that soon. Uh, another bit of news is that uh, Mike Donay did an interview with PC Gamer recently and talked about a lot of little tidbits here. So I figured we would talk about it a little bit. So um, you guys get a chance to see this interview at all? I breezed through um, the uh, little bullet points yeah, here. Yeah, basically just through the look through the notes. Yeah, and, uh, 
yeah, Tim Clark, yeah, so to speak. Tim Clark, who's, you know, obviously, if you ever read any of the PC Gamers, did, a, did an interview, always does great interviews. And um, some of the notes is that, I, I think one of the first things is just that there are only four members still on the final design team, <laughs> which mm -hmm. um, surprises me, and I think it surprises a lot of other folks. I mean, are, are you guys surprised? Yeah, surprises me as well. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah. I mean, it, it seems like they're happy like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it seems yeah. like they like it that way, right? They'd probably change yeah. it by now if they wanted it to be different. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely a case where you can have too many cooks in the kitchen, you know, type of thing, and it's hard to mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, decide. But yeah. I don't know. I still feel like force is awfully okay. low. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, can you imagine if it was one person? Like, I think that would be pretty cool if it was one person. Just one Whoa. Really one mastermind of Hearthstone. One mastermind. Yeah, yeah. Like the Steve Jobs of Hearthstone. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> the innkeeper himself. The innkeeper himself. Oh, man. I think that seems like a lot for one person. And for the frequency at which they need to be, like, doling out, you know, the expansions. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, to think that they're announcing new expansions in, like, a month, like, it doesn't even seem long since the last one came out. Yeah, yeah. Well, they queue them up, right? Like, they've got them all, like planned yeah. out i would think for expansion like a few expansions ahead i would think so yeah, yeah. um so you know obviously that's their process kind of cool i guess that he he's trans you know he's more transparent about it let us let us know about that it's really nice of him to do that in an interview um so we'll see how it keeps going it'd be nice i think it'd be cool if they had you know maybe a little bit more you know or maybe they had a couple of these kind of four-man design teams you know that maybe were responsible for different types of things but, um, you know, who knows what, what restrictions they have in terms of budget and things like that. Um, let's see. Uh, next bit of news I have here is that uh, it's interesting because he thinks that one of the Death Knights is the best value card in the game. So I wanted to you see if you guys, what you guys would guess would be this value <laughs> Death Knight. Because they, there are a lot of them that are great value. Knight? I mean, there's, there's like half of them are great value, right? Um, so which one do you think he's talking about? Strictly speaking of value, I mean, um, I think my guess would be Hunter, right? Like, hmm. Hunter's, a, my, Hunter's definitely up there for me too, but I don't think that's my guess. I think my guess would actually probably be Rogue. Maybe yeah, okay. I could also see Rogue. Okay. Maybe Jaina. Jaina's my guess. Oh, we've all got different guesses. Yeah, Jaina's <laughs> my guess because I, I, I think Jaina's. I mean, there's obviously some um, gameplay, you know, that, that's tricky about Jaina, but mm -hmm. I feel like what you get from her is extremely. It's, good. it's health. Yeah. And and board, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's health board good. and removal kind of thing, right? So mm -hmm. I, that's my guess. I mean, you could argue both of those too. Like Hunter, like you just get nonstop awesome cards. So so that's yeah. an amazing value too. But is it better than all the other cards in the game though? You know, like is it better value than anything else in the game? That's that's where it's tricky. You know. Well, with Hunter, if there if there's nothing to ping, you know, if they're if, yeah. at the end of the game, you know, Hunter, you can you can totally build a strong, like, powerful board back up. You know, well, Hunter so, does two damage to uh, like a like when you play the Death Knight too, right? That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Hunter, Hunter's up there, man. Rogue, what know, happens when I, you play Rogue? 
it goes stealth, right? So I don't think it's that one. I don't I don't think the stealth is that important. But it copying the card every turn is pretty mm -hmm. I think pretty I actually think that Villier is pretty undervalued. I don't know why like more decks aren't using her. Um, but, but you can right? run out of cards though. Like once you're out of cards, yeah, you're true. I mean that that hero power is completely yeah, you worthless. can play two Elises and then you can play two packs. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess that's true. Or I could just push hero power and make, you know, make combinations of Flappy Bird and <laughs> some charging yeah. which is like, oh, uh, okay. Had somebody It'd be interesting to find out which one he, he thinks yeah, that. I'm, I'm actually yeah, so he didn't too. say? He didn't say? <laughs> no, he it didn't might say. be Mage. I mean, it might be Mage, because Mage is just one of the best late-game cards. It really does depend on if you can get that ping off. Like, if you're pinging something mm. off every turn, then it probably is. But it's... You're generally not pinging something off every turn. You aren't, but know. you're affecting your opponent's play, too. That's why I love Jen. I That's think Jen true. is the best-designed DK, like... By a lot, yeah. in my opinion. So I, mm. I, so that's really, really cool. Uh, he did say also ignoring DKs. He thinks Tyrion is the best value in the game. So uh, do you agree with that? And and everybody that's watching and listening, like you know, let us know what, what your thoughts are too. You know, you can let us know on Discord, Discord.gg um, at uh, slash TamNV, or you can email us. But I'm curious as to what everybody thinks. Obviously, people in chat are typing in their their opinions. But do you think Tyrion is the best value? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tyrion can't be more valuable than, like, Nazoth, right? That's what I... I, I kind of think the same thing. But in, in, in terms of a single card, like, Nazoth is conditional about, you know, it, with the cards you play beforehand. You might not draw your Death Rattle cards and have no option. Like, just in terms of a single specific card, I'm going to agree with them and say, yeah, But, but wouldn't something with infinite value, if never killed, be more... be better than Tyrion? Like, Give wouldn't Ysera be better? Like, wouldn't um, Death, like, Lich King be better? Wouldn't, like, anything that's just yeah. infinite, right? <laughs> like, yeah, but Ysera costs nine mana. Like, t I, I feel like all things Lich considered. King. Lich King. Shade of Nexramas? <laughs> yeah, Play it, yeah right? Gruel. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I know what King you mean, though, hey, Allie. Like, it, it, if you're talking about, like, a practical value, you know, best value type of thing. Mm -hmm. Tyrion's definitely up there. Like, I mean, he's still one of my favorite cards in the game just because of the value. That's usually the, the main reason. But I'm just wondering if what? you're like in a vacuum, like really, really measuring it, whether he, he is, you know? What about Ball of Spiders? You play one <laughs> card and you get, you get, you play one card, you, you get three spiders and then three King Crushes as well. All in one card. Yes, but you, <laughs> but you okay. have the. We're, we're uh, in there. <laughs> nah, I, I'm gonna say I think Tyrion is the best value. I'm trying to think of another, another one, but I just think that the yeah. 15 damage weapon with the divine shield taunt minion that can't be BGH, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, like Jaraxxus. Yeah. What Jaraxxus? Jaraxxus uh, is pretty awesome. Yeah. Jaraxxus is pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with you there. Yeah, Jaraxxus is up right up there, too. Still one of the best oh, cards I, in the game. Right? Someone mentioned this to me the other day. Do you think Jaraxxus will get changed to a, a hero card? Oh. Mm, that would make sense. I mean, if they've, they've already mm. created the archetype now, right? So they might as well. Yeah. Um, that way, it, it, can't, well, it, it can't be used as a, a demon, right? And I mean, it's always been interesting to be able to do that. But it it yeah. wouldn't affect me very much. I, I wouldn't have much of an opinion if they they ended up 
removing that scenario from the game? I think they said that they wouldn't. Like, or the, oh, okay. the decision was no. Uh, that they weren't going to swap him out. Because wouldn't they have to add, like, a, a battle cry? I guess it would be just equipping the weapon. Yeah, it would be equipping the, the weapon. The weapon. It wouldn't be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, that they, yeah. pretty sure that they said no, though. Yeah. Yeah. So Either yeah. way, it's, I, I, it's all good. I think Drexus is more value than Tyrion, though. Yeah, I would what agree with think? that. I mean, as the 6-6s six are by itself just... Yeah. ridiculous i mean he, he is the og death knight <laughs> i mean he's yeah totally right like he that that hero power is stronger than any of the death knights i might i might be okay with saying draxus is more value <laughs> <laughs> i was pretty, pretty, okay. yeah. I, I was pretty adamant attitude. about Tyrion, but i'm consider changing my mind there just leave it at that <laughs> okay well anyways moving on um there's been some talk about barnes a lot of people just um, the hate for Barnes is, is, seems to be rising, and um, yeah, Mike addressed it by saying that he they do agree that there's too much variance with Barnes and it's affecting um, you know funness and games, but they're going to wait for the reset, so they're not going to do anything to Barnes in the next few months. So both of you, yeah, just like you know, they're going to have to bear it for another six months or so. Um, I mean, I don't really like the kind of. Uh, the reason of oh it'll rotate out soon because it's it's still gonna be a thing, a thing in wild like yeah mm -hmm. that's fair yeah mm -hmm. if you're kind of making an excuse for a card oh this card's too strong oh but it'll rotate out soon so it's okay like i don't i don't like that um yeah yeah how do you prevent wild from just becoming like a a pot of the past and you know nightmares a pot of nightmares <laughs> equals golden <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <it's>, uh, <laughs> no, uh, you can't. I mean, to answer your question, Ali, you can't. Like, you, yeah, they never. I don't think they've ever intended to balance wild, and it's it would be too tough of a beast to balance. It's they can hard. barely balance standard. Yeah. Like, imagine balancing wild. <laughs> it's insane. Like, totally insane. Oh, um, okay. Uh, so another thing too is that they're they're looking at Rosalind and Anduin. So you know, there's concern there whether it's too strong or not. But didn't say that they're going to do anything about it though. So they're just just taking a look at that. Um, any, anything else that you guys might have caught within that? Just at least within that interview, because but there's there's something else <laughs> uh, that we're gonna talk about. Popular. Yeah, one thing they said was uh, at the bottom, innovate made ultimate infestation a more reasonable card. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I didn't I, quite understand what that meant because i mean i, yeah, I think I they meant the nerf to innovate right i think they meant like the nerf to innovate oh, made oh, it the nerf to innovate. yeah 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 and um, it obviously changes it a bit but it doesn't change the fact that the card is completely busted yeah and he mentioned how they compared it to lay on hands and you know how that compared right a mana for three three cards and, and a heal and it's like oh people still don't play this card so they kind of you know made ultimate infestation based on that so they Basically, mm. for two mana guys, you get even more cards. A 5-5 five, five mm. and a 5, you know, damage spell. So they, they just, they went a little overboard. It's still super powerful and are still arguable. You can still argue it, even within, with Innervate nerfed or not, whether it's too good. So I don't think it changes, like, it still doesn't change the discussion. It just makes it a little bit less, you know, um, egregious. Uh, okay, well, um, outside of that interview, there was one other thing that people have been talking about, which is the unlicensed apothecary. 
And um, I mean, I've seen so many videos of people dying from it, you know, whether it's Tithes or Kibler or whatever. There's some clip of it on Reddit literally every other day. And what we're talking about for those that aren't that don't know about it is that a very common interaction or an interaction that we've been seeing a lot that people just completely get fooled by is that whenever you play Thrall, you know, the, the Death Knight, the Shaman Death Knight, um, if Thrall ends up creating an apothecary, an unlicensed apothecary, which does damage every time you summon a minion, a uh, five damage to your face, uh, it actually counts all the other minions that they summoned. And they, they so you get damaged like right off the bat. And then if you the evolve, evolve something, counts as a summon. Yeah, the evolve counts as a summon, pro, you know, like, and, and uh, the apothecary counts as being summoned before those summons, you know, so you, you take the damage. Like in, in yeah. a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, if you evolve after that, you know, Apothecary obviously damages you too because an evolve counts as a summon. So lots of people have been dying from it. I mean, I think the actual Death Knight play, and I mean, Apothecary should be counted as being played at the same time. So you should, it shouldn't be counted as summon like post Apothecary play, in my yeah. opinion. So you shouldn't be yeah, damaged from that. That's just crazy. Yeah. And yeah. Um, the amount of damage, it's like, it's not even negligent damage. It's like, 20 health yeah it's like yeah. ridiculous game ending exactly and it's a three drop right so that happens a lot mm. it's kind of crazy. i guess mike today said that the thrall interaction should be fixed in the next patch though so okay maybe next week then that, that, that yeah be good. Mm -hmm. so yeah I don't know, that's yeah. the resolution or that's that was his comment about it <clears throat> cool uh next bit of news we got some more a little a couple community things so first off we um we got a leak as to like what the <laughs> expansion is, man, Blizzard cannot prevent these leaks. I, you know, it's like every single year there's like some kind of leak, and uh, once again we get a voice actor <laughs> leaking a little bit, which is a French voice actor on his Twitter, which um, you know was showing a video of him doing some voice acting, and you know he it's, it looked like he usually shares some of his voice acting, maybe the innkeeper stuff in particular with his uh, followers and things. So this one was like, hey, I got something that's different. It's not an innkeeper one. So he was sharing it. It turns out it was like mm -hmm. the new voice lines, or at least the oh, new voice lines. So he was showing, um, you know, there was like a screen, you know, like you kind of get inspiration, right, whenever you're a voice actor and you're looking at it. So they, they showed a little bit of the card art. Um, you can see there's some Reddit posts about it. But it looks like at least, I don't know if it's this expansion or what, but it looks like whatever he's working on has to do with, you know, kobolds or gnolls and something to do with maybe mines, you know, maybe like a venture code type of thing. So, um, I don't know. What, what, would you, what do you think of that? Like, what do you think of like uh, an expansion that, that'd be something like I that? Know. It's not that much to go off of, I know, honestly. Right? It's like, you know, but... I, it's like, I don't quite... care what they are. I don't care what they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's quite, um, it's quite funny to watch though. Cause it's just like some, some crazy guy shouting. Like I, I almost <laughs> wish that we could see all the like the voice actor of all the current uh hearthstone cards like you, well you there is a thread there is a thread there's a video recently that showed a lot of them oh Did is there? that yeah yeah yesterday oh, no, I didn't yesterday see that. there was a video that showed a lot of them and i mean you don't see them like live like this guy this guy like really gets into it i mean it was really <laughs> cool to see him get into it but you get a, you get to see the picture of all the people that do I don't. I think it was maybe like twenty five of the cards. You know, some of them actually are Overwatch people too. So it was kind of cool to see. Oh, wow. like my, you know, like a Matt Mercer and things like that. Uh, doing uh, that too. But that. Yeah, um, yeah. So, anyways, you can look for that. Take a look at 
you know, some of these theories on, on uh, uh, leaks and stuff. Right. Generally, I don't like to talk too much about leaks just because I'd rather just be, you know, just take it all in whenever it's finally announced. But Yeah, um, don't ruin it for yourself. Exactly. But, you know, this is obviously big news today, so thought we'd bring it up. Uh, another thing that came up was uh, the rat race happened this past weekend, which uh, those of you that might not have been following maybe the, more the competitive side of the community, um, every month the rat, who's been a, a guest on the show, a friend of the show, uh, he hosts an event where he, um, there's a reward. It's, it's like a contest, basically, to see who can get to legend first. Who is the first legend player of the season? And most of the top pros participate in this just because um, there's a prize that's involved with it. It used to start out, I'm not sure how it works now, but it used to start out where people would, you know, would buy into it, right? They would pay like $5. I think, Jackie, you participated in one year, right? Yeah, I did it once. Yeah. I had to pay uh, $50 to yeah. enter. Yeah, and it was, Dang. I think it was just the one I it was like the first, second, and third all got a prize. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, that's kind of how it was normally um, executed this year, though. Uh, the rat actually organized a LAN event, so he invited some people to the esports arena, and they did you know just the whole event there. So uh, pretty pretty cool. Hunter Ace ended up winning it. So I I'm not super super familiar with Hunter Ace, but um, obviously he's super good <laughs> because yeah, it's very totally. very difficult to do that. It looks like he just played priest 150 times. I think it was times. priest, right? Yeah. 150 games he got there. That's that's yeah, impressive. that's pretty impressive, dude. I've actually, that's really impressive. Really impressive. I, I always see Hunter Ace on ladder a lot, and he's never playing Hunter. <laughs> always disappointed. <laughs> What's like, up why aren't you playing man? Hunter? <laughs> yeah. So it's all the false. I wonder how many times he gets that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So apparently, uh, he's a Norwegian player. He's he's actually only 17 years old too. So, uh, really young player. Just shows you how you can be. I mean, our Hearthstone is a game of all ages. Uh, but anyways, the rat race, that was awesome. Hopefully they uh, continue doing that with uh, the sponsors they have for that. Um, and see so another bit of news that kind of flows into like, I guess our topic of the week is that, uh, involving the rat, well, splice announced that they are releasing their roster and just, you know, kind of exiting the Hearthstone space and splice has been around forever. I mean, like. Uh, they've been doing Hearthstone for a long time now. Like I even wrote a few articles for them when they first started. So um, ah. yeah, it's kind of sad that they're they're uh, leaving. Uh, their um, owner uh, left uh, did a YouTube video which um, talks about just uh, the reasoning behind it. And you know, one of the key things that he mentioned was just that you know there's. There are things that we talked about on the show where, uh, um, you know, you rarely see at competitive events, right? It's not like, like the same as other esports where you see, you know, uh, the same brands or the same players having success, you know, at multiple events in a row and things like that. With Hearthstone, you know, we know we see a different group of players like almost every single time. You know, so from time there there are guys like Muzzy and you know things that and guys like that that do well pretty consistently, but it's not like enough to where you know, teams really derive a lot of value from doing that or enough value to really support these guys, right? With the contracts that mm -hmm. they, they're paying. Uh, so that was one thing. And that's like a common thing. We all know that just given the structure of HTT and things like that. But also he said that even at the spectator events, like like the LAN events, just nobody watches it at the LAN events. And mm -hmm. I don't know, what, what do you guys think of that? Because I know at BlizzCon, a lot of people obviously are are, are sitting but I do have to say, like last time I was at DreamHack Austin, there weren't that many people that were sitting there, you know, like sitting there watching the actual event compared to say Smash 
or you know something right. similar, something else like that. So I don't know. You you agree with that? I mean, it's not quite as obviously Hearthstone is not quite as high intensity as a lot of other games. Yeah, so it's not, often it's that. not going to be as exciting as watching a, a really fast paced game. Um, but um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I, that's the only reason I can think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when I was at DreamHack in Austin, I, I like I generally I do agree with you. Like the Smash. Um, uh, Screen was, you know, it was like, you know, it it fills the room. Yeah. But I think it comes down to, you know, like Jackie said, that it's less intensity. It's a thinking, it's a thought game. You sit down and you're really analyzing like your own plays and what you would do. And maybe in terms of like a a group mentality, people want to like, I don't know. Rah rah, like I don't know, like go crazy, go crazy, like, oh my go, like, god, shout! Oh my god, you, you see, see that? that? Yeah, you know, and so I don't, I'm not, I'm not. I mean, sure. we've had our moments in Hearthstone. I mean, the you know, yeah. like the the most notable ones, obviously the the semifinals, you know, the year that uh, Tyson, you know, Skaka, right? I mean, there were lots of oohs and ahs during that, and you know, lots of people right. watched that. So we've had our moments, and. I mean, I think the question again stems, and this is a little bit of carryover from a couple weeks ago, it's just that, are we doing enough? You know, like, are we doing enough to actually make it kind of interesting to watch? You know, or, and, because even folks that like Hearthstone are watching it, clearly, at these lands, right? I mean, it's, if, mm-hmm. if nobody's going to go to watch it, then, you know, why, why are we doing it? You know, like, you can have, you can still have online tournaments and stuff like that and give away a lot of money. Like, why are we actually having land events, if that's the case? I, mean, I think land events are fun. I do too. Um, you know, I'm not saying just, don't do land events. Right, okay? right, I want to make no, sure everybody knows that. Like, I want <laughs> yeah. like there to be tons of Hearthstone land events. I just think that you know we yeah. we we clearly need to do something that's that makes it more fun to watch and more exciting to watch. You know, that, that's going to capture our attention longer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. How, how do you do that with Hearthstone? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just got naked guys running across the stage every once in a while. You know, you know things like that. Right. No, I'm just Do you think that um, guys so being an individual uh, esport versus a team? Yeah, he e-sport. talks about that too. Yeah, he, ta- yeah, he, talks he, about he that does. Too. Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but yeah, because because I feel like if you just look at um, sports like football versus tennis, like sometimes there's you know more of there's more people engaged in like a team, you know, cause there's multiple players that they're like, Oh, I want to be that player or something. And, and so maybe it, with it being just single player, there's less um, drive. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, that's not true. Cause obviously there are people like who Hearthstone's their favorite game and they, and they love watching it as, as well. So I, I'm not really sure, honestly. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, as a, as a live spectator thing that that's definitely, much more challenging. You know, like we talked about just things from an online standpoint before with overlays and, you know, maybe making it more accessible and easier to watch and more fun to watch. But, you know, as a live spec- spectator, that that's, yeah, definitely even more difficult. Um, I mean, I mean, one thing you could do is maybe stage it differently. You know, maybe have the stage be, it, it's like tough because you can't have people telling you you, know, you can't have the audience telling you what the opponent has either, right? So it, it, yeah. it can get tricky that way, that uh, way too. So there can't be a yeah, lot of interaction that way. Too. So it is limiting to a certain extent too. But um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have answers for you guys, and you know. But I feel like we should do something, right? We need to do something to kind of kind of uh, 
spice things up. You know, maybe maybe just that type of event isn't just isn't going to generate anything. So we need to like combine it with another type of event. I don't know, you know, of, of some sort. Mm -hmm. But um, not having people watch it is definitely not a good thing. You know, we we can't yeah, have no, that. Okay. Like, but that's just that's not acceptable at all. So um, you know, hopefully we can think of some things at at these events like DreamHack because you know DreamHack is one of the most competitive events. I think. Uh, from a standpoint of the player quality and just the format itself. I think the format itself is good, too. So uh, how can we make that interesting to watch? Because if it's not interesting to watch, then it's just like, you know, a very, you know, what you would see with the Magic Tournament, you know? Like, it's just the people competing, and then that's it, right? It's just kind of a small mm -hmm. thing. Um, yeah. I mean, do you think also having kind of personalities, like this is like kind of Reen adverse Crip, there's probably going to be a lot more people watching than if yeah for sure people, yeah so no question you know we we talked about this before it's just like play yeah. recognition mm -hmm. I mean that's a huge part of it I think too, that's right? a huge yeah. huge part yeah and yeah. Ali you saw it firsthand when Kalenta was up there playing I mean it was hype right like in, oh yeah the reception <laughs> yeah yeah the reception is is much <clears throat> more you know there's more mm -hmm. more reception when they when people know the player or they're actually rooting for someone that you know they're they're familiar yeah. with so so maybe that's the root of the problem then you know maybe we answered yeah. the question right there like you we need to come up with a a competitive uh circuit system that allows for us to actually know these players really really well mm -hmm. so that there's at least some kind of uh storyline that we all know you know some kind of rivalry there are no rivalries in hearthstone yeah and, like zero rivalries i mean even Raynet is is not anybody's rival at this point which is like what uh, the hell is going on i mean this is crazy. <laughs> and people love that absolutely when it comes crazy. to esports right yeah, like, like people yeah. love to watch rivalries and you know yeah. fight someone else for their team to win you know so yeah so we i mean yeah. we've been people have been saying it for a while but you know we need it you know the closest thing we have is amnesiac you know but he doesn't really have yeah. a rival he's just you know kind <clears> of the the bad boy, I guess you could say, uh, of the community just because of how frank he is, you know, candid he is with things. But yeah. we, you know, we just need to create that, that. And if we don't have teams, then it's got to be individuals that, are, that become rivals for whatever reason. And um, we can't do that if you don't know the players. You know, that, that's like a very, very basic thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You need to have both, though. Like, you need, to, you need to have a good balance of kind of like well-known people and um, Competing, but then also some scope for new ta yeah. talented players to also make their way in. So yeah, and we used to, getting that, a balance is pretty hard. Well, the tournaments used to do that, right? There, there's like this whole cyclical thing with just organizing tournaments and how the community reacted to it. Originally, it was all invitationals, and then people got like really pissed off because then, like, oh, it's the same people over and over again. And then eventually, <laughs> they got to the point where there were open slots, right, in these invitationals, and that was like a little mm -hmm. bit of a better balance. Um, now it's like the complete opposite. It's just completely open now. So maybe we do need to get back to some kind of, um, I don't know, so, something in between there. But HCT is, is not made to favor anybody like that. You know, like the, the current format is not like that. So the yeah. structure of HCT probably should, you know, take that into account. You know, whether it's creating like this sandbox of just these are pro players. You know, these are the only people that can compete in the circuit and nobody else. You know, like maybe every year you can get into it, you know, with, with some kind of challenger qualifying mechanism. But other than that, like this year, you're going to see these players at every single event and these are going to be the storylines that you follow, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but right now, yeah, there's, it's just very, very difficult to do that. So, um, 
All right, well, anyways, uh, why don't we move on because we still got some more stuff to do. But before we do, let's uh, give a shout-out to all the folks that support this show, which is our patrons. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash valuetown. It's the only way to support the show. It's like the show is 100% supported by that. So without all of you guys, without all the patrons right now, we would not be able to do this show. That's why we like to give thanks to all these folks each and every week. Uh, give a shout out to a few folks. And we've actually got the milestone milestone, which is, again, for you guys, the patrons, which we're about to do. But before we do that, I want to give a shout out to our legendary producers, Mike T, Rami S, Marshall O, and some other patrons, Bryce L, Ed H, Bob K, Zach P, Johnson C, Grant A, Louise L, Richard G, Shane F, Chris C, and it's not me, uh, Michael H, <laughs> and Joe B. Thank you so much, guys. You guys are seriously the best. Some of these guys have been doing it for a long time now, so amazing. Like, seriously, just, it's hard. I mean, I can't really thank you guys enough, you know, to be honest. Um, but why don't we do a Smilestone now? And um, for those of you wondering what Smilestone is, this is where we take 30 seconds of our day, our show, to really show how much we love this game. <laughs> we have to warm up Gotta massage smile. the cheeks, you exactly, know, get them ready. Right? And uh, what we do is we just smile for, uh, you know, 30 seconds here and just show your love for Hearthstone. So there we go. Starting in three, two, one. Okay, that was 30 seconds. That felt longer than normal. Chrissy started to like fade there at the end. All, <laughs> uh, all right, good stuff. Oh, we got, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Yes, it's cringy chat. I know, I know. But that's what it's all about. <laughs> it's, all, it's all for the patrons. And um, again, thanks so much, guys. You guys rock. And um, again, we wouldn't be able to do the show without you guys. Uh, another thing, too, just to remind you guys that we are available on all the audio channels, too, like iTunes and uh, Google Play, as well as SoundCloud.com slash So if you want to leave a rating there or maybe some nice words there that really helps out, helps out when people are looking for Hearthstone podcasts, they can find Valuetown. Uh, and lots of folks have done it so far, so really appreciate all you guys that have. All right, it's time for some underrated and jabated so dun, dun, dun. Uh, dun, dun, dun. I don't have the man, I don't have the audio clips ready to go. I, I need to get those back online. Um, so uh, under Angel Bait is our segment where we talk about a card that maybe you know maybe uh, has never gotten much um, light or daylight and in Hearthstone, or maybe it's the one that we haven't played in a while. And this week I picked a card, which is Earthshock. And Earthshock. yeah, if you noticed earlier in my shaman, I was playing it. Uh, you know, it's it's a card that used to be played literally in every single Shaman deck, but um, over time, you know, so I guess Silence hasn't been as big a part you know, or, or big a deal with um, in terms of the type of Shaman decks that have been popular. Uh, but, you know, lately we've been seeing si Silence. In, in the spell, in Silence the, is huge right yeah. now. Spellbreaker. Like people are putting Spellbreaker and yeah. everything. Yeah, so, um, you know, Earthshock is an alternative to that. And I've been having a lot of success with Earthshock lately, especially with... Um, you know, grandmothers out there, and you'll see some Twilight Drakes, even, you know, some of these uh, uh, Kazakis decks like, you know, Warlock or whatever. 
and mm -hmm. the fact that it's so cheap too that's been the biggest thing for me too it's like being able to to do this and do something else like in my elemental deck for instance you know being able just to push face or whatever um and you know play like a very strong minion on the board too versus just like a spell breaker which is like just like a four three um it's it's been nice yeah so i feel like this card's a little underrated right now i agree i mean i think it's more just like what deck are you putting it in and i and i feel like we're in a state in the meta where an elemental shaman is actually viable now you know before before the nurse i i, I don't think it was um so yeah i think it's a little underrated it's a nice addition to you know controlish or mid-range uh shaman deck so yeah i'm gonna agree with you i mean even the evolve decks right like you can yeah, but, like it's happening. And range, you can like a you can blood rent. You can bloodlust right with just six mana. So totally. Yeah. It's an easy answer yeah. to a taunt. Yeah. Oh, Jackie, we can't hear you. Oh, uh oh, I think Jackie's. Uh oh, I, I can't hear you, Jackie. I think Jackie's like completely. Can you hear me now? There he is. There yeah, he is. Yeah, there you go. He's oh, been talking the go. whole time, guys. Like, we yeah, I accidentally <laughs> pressed my mute button on my mic. <laughs> no, my oh button. no! Sorry, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, what was I saying? Um, <laughs> I, it's, I mean, I think it's one of those cards where it's entirely dependent on the meta. Like we've got like lots of rogues at the moment. It's insane against things like Edwin. Edwin. Oh god. Um, I feel like Silence was slightly better before the nerfs. When there was a lot of Paladin, because like one of the main reasons for That's silence true. is like mm -hmm. Paladin with like Spirish Deed, they're playing like Skelemancers, like yeah. Blessing of Kings. Um, there's not very much Paladin now at the moment, um, but it's still good against a lot of other things. Great against Aya, great against Edwin, amazing against Hunter. Um, so yeah, I definitely think it's better than Spellbreaker if you're playing mm -hmm. a Shaman deck. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, it's it's a card that again, like we haven't seen in a while, and. There, there's a lot of these kind of cards that used to be strong that kind of just slipped through the cracks and people don't revisit. So it, I think it's a card worth taking a look at again, whether it's, you know, it, it might not make the cut, but, you know, in, in terms of silence, I feel like it should. If you if you want to silence, you want to finish games with Bloodlust or anything like that, it's a, it's a definitely good option. Um, okay, well, that's the only card that we had this this week. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep coming in with some more of these kind of cards for uh, Under Intubated. But we do have Mechatork Workshop cards. We've got a bunch of them. Lots of people writing in for Mechatorks. It's always wonderful to see that. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see, we're going to start off with uh, Small Fortune, which is from Shane F. This is the segment, by the way, guys, where we have you guys, or and sometimes we, we put together some cards too, where we kind of come up with our own custom cards, kind of put some des our own designs on a card, and maybe you know throw some ideas over to, to Blizzard if they need any. <laughs> if they want any from us, they can listen, or they don't have to listen. It's up to them. <laughs> so we have a five mana spell here. It's a, a rogue card. Um, it's called Small Fortune Legendary. Fill each player's hand with one mana cost cards. So that could be spells, that could be minions. And it looks like it can be anything in the game. Uh, so yeah, what do you guys think about that? I mean, first looking at it, it makes me think if it was um, like just class cards, it could be really interesting. But probably a lot of the time when you're playing this, you're going to get a load of neutral one drops that yeah. you're probably not going to want if you play. I mean, the, the reason to play this, right, is so that you can have lots of one stuff to activate combos, activate Eviscerate, Sessize, Edwin, etc., yeah. etc. Um, yeah. And 
you would much rather have like rogue spells like hallucinations or even rogue mm-hmm. minions like swash burglar yeah. than just a road of random weasel tunnelers and, uh, <laughs> and yeah. that that type Good of weasel tunnelers. <laughs> yeah um yeah i'm trying to think of like a real like why i would want to play this card um i don't know i, I don't all right. I mean, it's good for like Edwin plays, and you know, like yeah. if you want to go for something crazy like that, or even, um, I mean, if you get spells, you you could actually do miracle with it too. And so Shirazin is, you know, uh, something that you might be able to do too. You can at least get two Shirazins out of all those one drops you got. Yeah, if it was, um, if it was just spells, it could be really interesting because obviously you could like play it before your auctioneer turn and then do like auctioneer coin coin blah 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 mm-hmm. um but another thing it could be good is you know the new legendary um the lillian Ilian Voss. Yeah. yeah the four mana yeah. So yeah you get a load of one mana spells in your hand and then you t- you play the four or five and they transform into all kinds of different spells and that could be insane value right oh but, okay um, yeah that's true that could be but, yeah i think as it is it, yeah. it would be much too weak mill rogue i mean yeah you could put it in mill decks i suppose yeah Definitely do a lot of stuff with cards, but then again, your opponent gets it too, right? So it's there's definitely a lot of um, set or, or penalties for for this card too. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, um, I like the the picture for sure. He's like puking like gold or something, which yeah. is pretty <laughs> sweet, man. That's like yeah. really neat. I wish I could puke gold coins. That'd be amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next up, we've got a Joust champion from Valet Boy. Here we go. So this is a non-neutral um, card. It's a six mana, four five, legendary, and this is kind of has a little bit of feel of the grand tournament. So that's why I thought it was kind of cool. Battle cry: Discover a neutral grand tournament card. Both players reveal a random minion from their decks. If yours is higher, discover again. So um, uh, it's got two parts basically. It's one that's, of those. Yeah, it's yeah. two, right? Yeah, it's two parts. So basically. You know, if well, you get to discover a neutral grand tournament card, so it's very specific to grand tournament. And then after that, I think it, you have to decide whether you guys, um, you know, then you have a joust again, and then you decide if you get to discover, you know, one more time. So the most you can discover is twice, but the fact that Discover's you get to joust, pretty, yeah, yeah, discover is a pretty powerful mechanic. I, I actually think like having a like the potential just to discover twice is. Is pretty powerful. Um, <laughs> yeah, this could be a draw two card, basically four or five. Yeah, draw two you know card. that's that's pretty yeah. strong. I like it. I actually think the concept of discovering a card from a previous expansion is interesting. I don't even know if that <laughs> that could work, but I sort of like the the concept. You know, <laughs> to like discover an, an old uh, wild card. I don't know if the, you could even do that. I'm yeah, sure. I mean, a lot of the grand tournament neutral cards i can remember weren't that strong but if this like the fact that this is discover rather than draw and if, if it was mm-hmm. if it was just like six mana four five um add two random grand tournament cards in your hand that would be really really good value but the yeah. fact that it's discover as well i mean obviously you're not always gonna gonna win the joust yeah. but generally you're gonna have your deck built so that you have a good chance of winning the joust. exactly so probably over 50 percent of the time you will and it's it's great value i could i could yeah. definitely it's see it's definitely this great value no, no question I, I i just like the concept again like you know if you guys were saying about just 
being able to draw a card from a specific expansion. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember cool. the I mean the whole Joust mechanic had such everybody hated the Joust mechanic. Yeah. Because, right? Because the cards were, were basically dinged because of the high end of that scenario. And you know, you're only gonna get that high end close to 50% of the time, you know, or maybe just mm -hmm. a little bit over it. So most of the time it was not worth playing and that therefore all the Joust cards were never played. So um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you would have to design it to be this powerful <laughs> for people to actually play it. Uh, you could yeah. also end up just a car was a neutral grand tournament card, right? It, it was neutral, yes. but you, it didn't. You could end up getting like just a car. Oh, that's true. Oh my God. Just a car would be awesome. Oh, just a car <laughs> would be so good. Yeah, can you imagine like the warrior getting just a car again? Yeah, that'd be <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, no, nightmares again. Oh, that's that'd be that'd be kind of funny. All right, well, uh, next card we have here is from Raiden, um, Arcane Bond. All right, so kind of interesting here. It's five mana. It's a mage card. It's epic, so you can Whoa. have two of them. Draw five cards for five mana. Whoa. Destroy five of your mana crystals, though. Wow. Yeah. It's like so, a... I'm like trying to compare this to Ultimate Infestation. It's more like um, Living Mana than it is... Or not not Living... No, the... Oh, God. The the Druid card. Yeah, right? Living... Is it yeah, Living, living mana? mana? Yeah, Living Mana, right? yeah. But it's with like, this, you don't get your mana back. You don't get your mana back, yeah. <laughs> That's true. And, and you the two twos are tempo. Yeah, it's not you know? even... Yeah, this exactly. is... I mean, I. Oh, I don't you're know. I can't imagine you using this other than on turn ten. But if you use it on turn ten, obviously you're you're refilling your hand like rapidly, and Mage does have some really strong six mana cards. So because well, you're drawing so many, you have, you have a good chance of getting like a Meteor or a Flake or a Blizzard into like a Flame Strike or Firelands or something like that. Well, I mean, if you play this in say Quest Mage, right? Do you even need that much mana? Yeah, you know, because you're gonna you're gonna you're just gonna get the apprentices down, right? And everything's gonna cause zero at some point, anyways. So I'm wondering yeah. how broken this would be in Quest Mage. Because <laughs> I, I mean, you need like a bit of mana. You still need like to get to ten even after the time warp, right? Like you still have to be at ten mm -hmm. mana, right? So you usually build your Quest Mage though to where your hand is insanely full, though, right? Like end of the game you've yeah, got so many point. cards yeah. so i feel like drawing five cards like you know i cut two you know a cabalist stone sometimes if i feel well actually not recently but i used to cut a whole cabalist stone because i could never cast it because i had too many cards in hand so um yeah i feel like it might be yeah and somewhat quest, similar and quest major right about that quest major you're holding so many cards until you do yeah. the combo. So this would be really really tough see i would oh go ahead jay no you go ali you go I was going to say, I feel like where this would work, if it would work, um, is a really fast tempo mage to where you're just like dumping your hand, you know, really, really quickly. And then you cast this in the late game to like replenish your hand. But because your minions and stuff is so cheap, like losing the mana crystals isn't that big of a deal. Like that's what I'm envisioning for this card. But I don't even know if that would work. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I think. I think this card would actually see some kind of play somewhere. Like it's 
a lot of the time in mage or any any aggressive or burn style mage decks you're kind of like you're doing stuff in the early game with mana mana worms or whatever and then eventually you kind of lose the board and you're just you're just desperate for burn like frostbolts and fireballs and that type of thing and this can just not guarantee you're going to get it but make it very likely you're going to get a lot of burn in your hand and but i think like an aggro freeze mage where you play where you play like a lot of early minions and you play like ice blocks frost novas and then a load of burn i think that's this that's the type of deck this would uh i still think it would be it yeah. would set you back so far i mean the the mana lost i think that it's too much lost. mana to lose yeah. I, th I think where this card could be tweaked to make it more playable is um destroy the number of mana crystals or destroy the cost of this card uh destroy the number of mana crystals that is so if you ended up like primordial glyphing this for instance it'd only be three or if you if somehow you could get a discount to it then it would be a little That's bit less yeah oh yeah so like with sources of apprentice as well yeah, yeah. sources of apprentice mm -hmm. would be a little bit of a discount yeah i think that would make it a little bit closer dude if you lose five mana i mean the the mage even a burn mage or whatever kind of stall mage you still need ten, you, you still need the mana to actually finish games you mm. know what i mean so you're literally yeah. setting yourself yeah. back five turns like in some cases and that's uh really bad in hearthstone five turns it's like a sixth of the game it's so bad yeah, <laughs> yeah like it's it's yeah. a fifth of the average game probably so yeah. um i don't know it seems a little tough to make it viable honestly yeah, it's, it's an interesting card though it's an interesting concept at the, at the release yeah um let's see uh, next card we got here uh, we got two of them actually from james m uh, he's got two interesting ones that I thought were cool to talk about. First one's Corrupting Doctor. So this is a Warlock card, a 3-mana, 2-3 body, epic card. Battlecry, choose a minion and infect it with Corruption, which, for those of you who don't know what Corruption, it's a spell that um, kills a minion on the beginning of your next turn. Uh, when it dies, the Corruption spreads to adjacent minions. So it kind of has this spreading plague... Uh, not spreading plague, the... Um, the oh god what's the the warlock corruption that, corrupting mist corrupting mist corrupting mist yeah, yeah corrupting it's kind of got that um <laughs> feel to it so yeah what do you what do you think about this because this all clearly affects like your opponent's board and yeah but it's this not immediate pretty it's not immediate it seems yeah but it's pretty crazy though right because it's like a lot of the time if you were to use corruption on a minion the they would trade it off and so it's like the corruption, right. corruption didn't even make that much difference. But yeah. this way, even if they trade it off, it's still going to corrupt other things. So it's still going to have an impact. So. Yeah, but it only corrupts the things adjacent to it. So you could throw like a 1-1 uh, like one, one or I don't know, something that's like between that and whatever your important minion is. You know, like, I guess yeah. he could... I guess he could oh, affect, that's true. You know, he, or just so. wait to play your other minions until you, you know, throw this guy away. Well, you're probably trying to yeah, you, you could be in a scenario where you could wait, or you could be in a scenario where you're you're actually in tempo, you know, mode where you're trying to oh crap, I need to get these these hits as fast as possible, right? Um, and that yeah. that's where it's kind of interesting because it, it doesn't remove it immediately. It's like a one turn timer. Yeah. So you could still push tempo as long as you're willing to lose these minions. I mean, you can kind like of compare it, it to. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Ali. Oh no, go ahead. Oh. Um, you can kind of compare it to Corrupting Mist because it's it's kind of like. Would you rather just play Corrupting Mist than this? Um, how much is I forget how many how much mana is Corrupting Mist again? I forget. It's two mana. 
Oh my god. It's I actually don't enough. think Corrupting Mist is a bad card. Like, I think it's... I don't think it's a bad card either. Bad yeah, idea. so is this better or worse than Corrupting Mist? I mean, the other good thing about this card is that it can slow your opponent down. Like, if they're playing one minion at a time, um, and you use this on the one minion they have on the board, it could literally just stop them playing more minions, because the minions will just get corrupted and will end up dying. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. I think it's got great. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it I think makes it's you pretty think. strong. It makes you think. That's why I think. Uh, that's why I really liked, or I thought we should talk about this card, just because. I mean, you could even play it on your minion for whatever reason. Like, if you needed, I don't know. Is there, is there anything where you'd want to kill your minions? Like what's egg the scenario? Decks. Or eggs. Yeah, yeah, egg decks. Oh eggs. yeah, dude, egg decks. Oh my god, you could egg it and then like put two eggs around it. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. This is like a, that, we can call that that the, the hatching, dream. The hatching lock. <laughs> The, the hatch, hatch the corrupting hatchlock. <laughs> yeah. No, I like this card. I good job to um. Yeah. Who, who did this one? Uh, it's uh, James. James M. James M. I like. Yeah. Good job, James. I think it's interesting. I yeah, like it. definitely cool. Uh, the other card he had was called Patient Monk, and it introduces a new keyword, which is endure. Uh, this is a five mana cool. three four epic card again, uh, Paladin, and it says endure. Gain plus one, plus one, and give adjacent minions taunt. And the way Endure works is that um, you you know Endure is you get the text you know whatever you, the Endure um, you know like this gain plus one, plus one, and taunt if you mm -hmm. do not attack on your turn. So you can attack with it, oh. but you don't actually get that. So this is actually an ongoing effect that happens, but wow. you have to choose to like refrain from t attacking to actually get that. Yeah, so it's not just simply an end of turn effect. I mean, it is an end of turn effect, but it's, yeah, it's conditional. An end of turn effect, right? It's right. but it's conditional. Yeah, um, it's by conditional. not attacking. Interesting. I oh, I like the creativity of the. This is this is James totally James. his idea, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. this isn't in another. I've never heard of okay, it yeah. Before. Um, I didn't know if it was in another card game or something, but yeah, I I think it's cool. It's interesting. Do you, do you think the plus that that t um happens on the turn you play it as well? It should, or else it's very undervalued. I mean, if it does, it it seems insane if if it works on the turn you play it, right? I mean, it's like uh, Defender of Argus on like better, right? It's like a better version of Defender of Argus. If it if it works I mean, on the same turn, it's almost like Defender of Argus, just like a, a mana higher. But I think it's better because of, because of that. And then on top of that, you can actually have it happen twice. So. Yeah, I mean, it's like a lot, it's like a less aggressive Argus, more of a slow. Mm -hmm. If it happens on the beginning then of the next turn, keep, that would be bad. Can, like, that'd be bad. Yeah, you can keep taunting things every turn. And if, if, if yeah. it actually happens on the turn you play it, mm -hmm. because you're giving other, other things around it taunt, this minion's fairly likely to survive. Yeah. And then you can just play more things next to it next turn and taunt them again. I think this is crazy good. I think it has to be on the turn that you play it, right? It has like, to be on like Chinaman was yeah, saying, it, it would it would be it would be bad if 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 it wasn't. Well, because if it's if it's on the turn, yeah, if it's on the like pro next turn, then how does it judge whether you attacked or not? You know what I mean? Like it it, it would even be sequenced weird, yeah, if you, if you did that. So it definitely has to be. And to your point, Jackie, yeah, I think it's really. <laughs> I think the question, honestly, to me, is just like whether the stats are right because it. Yeah, it's really strong. I mean, I think if you made it a 1-4, it's still pretty strong. 
Yeah. Um, you know, maybe even a, I mean, a two four. I think it's it's still really good. A one four, maybe maybe that's like the threshold. But I like the uh, I like the endure mechanic though. Kind of, it's it's another another mechanic that's kind of making you think. It's like, well, mm -hmm. I could not attack and get value out of this, or but I really need to kill that vicious fledgling. Right. <laughs> what yeah. should I do? Well, I, I think maybe one question is like, once you attack, it, is it just done? Like you can never get back into this, you know, meditation mode or whatever the heck it is. You know, like what, yeah. whatever it is. I think it should. You should be able to refresh it. Like, yeah, okay, if you attack yeah. this turn and you want to use the ability and it somehow manages to survive, and you don't attack the following turn, oh I think it's. Oh my god! Then that card is insanely good. Like, <laughs> okay. crazy. Maybe I just wanted to be strong. I don't know. Yeah, um. uh, that would be really strong. Like, that'd be crazy awesome card. <laughs> crazy awesome card. So um, maybe maybe people it, wouldn't like, let it live though for very long. It'd be like a brand or something. It's right? hard to kill though. Like you can only kill yeah, it be a brand that has taunts around it. Yeah, it's a brand that has <laughs> taunts around it. <laughs> maybe it's too <laughs> good. <laughs> it's like great. <laughs> uh, but then at the same time, if you're playing this on five, you need to already be ahead on the board. If otherwise, you're just playing a yeah five out of four five, which will be good if it survives. But obviously, it's less likely to survive if you're not taunting anything. Yeah. yeah, and then on top of that, you still have to kill it like a four or five. I mean, it's it's not the easiest to kill a four or five too. So, um, yeah, to your point, you do have to be at least somewhat ahead on the board, or it needs to be a later, you know, where we can actually make a couple plays and then put this yeah. down. Yeah. So it's very much like an Argus. Like at, at baseline, it, it's like Argus. So whatever plays you would make on Argus, you'd you'd want to play with this. Yeah. So. Argus gives the adjacent minions plus one plus one though. This one isn't. It's only oh, giving right, the buff right, to this specific guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. It's, it's, it is a little different that way. This I would be awesome with eggs though. Just put eggs around <laughs> this dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like they're not going to kill the eggs. The eggs are going to be sitting on the board. <laughs> like for sure, they're not going to kill those eggs. Um, so that's probably a good candidate for throwing this thing. And then whatever pops out of the eggs, they're just going to be taunts <laughs> the next turn. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's awesome, true. right? Like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right, well, anyways, great great cards, guys. Thanks, everybody, for sending those in. If you want to send in your own card creation, go ahead and do that, Valuetown at chainmanb.tv, and we'll take a look at them. Um, I, I think one of the cards that we ended up looking at today was from a couple weeks ago, so I try to go back when I can if we, uh, if we have, obviously, some space on the show. Uh, but next up, we got, we're going to announce Deck of the Week for this week. Uh, last week, we did the um, Kazakus Mage. Uh, had a, a good show on Monday with uh, one of our, our patrons. And you guys, uh, if you aren't familiar with it, we always have a Monday, like a very short, like 30-minute show with patrons where we all talk about our experience with uh, the, the Deck of the Week. And this week, we're going to be doing the Cruel Warlock deck that um, Ali was talking about i think last week actually when we just decided to save it for deck of the week so um oops where is there we go yeah so anyways yeah what do you guys think i mean we talked about the 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 um demon lock earlier but this one's obviously a little bit different it's got cruel obviously and it's uh more of a kazakas deck or highlander deck yeah i i just love control lock like mm -hmm. Reno Lock was my favorite. I love Hand Lock, and it, it just just reminds me of that style of play, um, and it's just fun. I, I've been really enjoying it. I can't say my win percent has been like, you know, it's not broken by any means at all. <laughs> you know, it's not like meta crushing, but it is really fun, and it's I don't I think it's been performing 
all right. So I'm okay. excited for people to try it. <clears throat> so no Jaraxxus, huh? Like no need for Jaraxxus in this deck? Yeah, I know. I didn't put Jaraxxus. Right? So. Yeah, I think he'll dance enough. Okay. Oh, yeah. One thing's and interesting. Cruel, you don't want to pull Jaraxxus, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. One thing that's interesting about it is that obviously you play like the Lakari Fellhounds and the Doom Guard, but um, it's like obviously they're great to pull from Cruel, mm-hmm. but how often do you find yourself kind of like just having to play them in the mid game? Mm. You just assess the situation. Like sometimes you just yeah. have to throw the Doom Guard down, you know, to kill a yeah. minion that's going to kill you. Like it, it, I, I. The strategy is to not get the Doom Guard till the very end, you know? Just like yeah, let him yeah, stay back yeah. there and then when you pull it with Cruel. Because when you do pull a 3 8 taunt and a, a, a Doom Guard with it, it's yeah. pretty, pretty powerful. But yeah, I mean, obviously there's going to be s- certain situations where you need to just lay down the taunt even if you're discarding cards. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very yeah. um, cool. Any. Any thoughts? Uh, oh, actually, no. You don't have enough discard in here. Um, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, anyways, we'll, we'll be posting that up on uh, the Patreon page, so patreon.com slash valuetown, and you'll, you, know, you can take a look at it. You don't have to be a patron either. You can just take a, you can just play it. Let us know what your win percentage is and just kind of be part of you know, the deck of the week, which is something fun that we've been doing for a while now. Uh, another thing that we've been doing too is the host challenge. And last week, the host challenge was to play the royal family which was you had to have a king a queen a prince and a princess on the board at once and uh pretty difficult yeah pretty pretty difficult we had a lot of people like tweeting and Uh writing in about it so uh i figured we'd show some of the successes that some of our our, whoops some of our uh, uh fans and patrons and everybody had so uh let's start with See, how do I, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm like totally turning off the wrong things here. Okay, so Ooh. this one is the Farron, who I think tweeted us too earlier. Yeah. And um, yeah, so this one looks like, oh no, he doesn't have, he's got two kings on the board. Well, we gave him credit for this, guys, because that other king crush at the 3 3 used to be a prince. Um, oh. Talarum, Tal- right? Or, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Talarum turns into like another one of your minions that, you know, gives, it turns into a 3 3 version of another one of your minions. So for about half a second, it was a prince. So we'll give him credit for that. Uh. So he's actually got Crush, uh, Princess Hiran, um, you know, obviously the prince and then the, the queen, uh, the wasp, whatever <laughs> the queen is for that. I forget. The name of that one so i think that 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 was going to be a pretty common um combination of things there so congrats to the Farron for getting it we also had um equist he was right here end up uh pulling it off too he did it a little bit different he got a king i think mosh there right or king trump king dread yeah yeah no no actually yeah yeah king dread and it's there. emerald hive queen it's emerald the, uh, hive queen that's what drop. it is yeah. yeah and then there's the other prince he actually used the four four prince there and then he's got he here yeah yeah I mean, I tried it like ten times just the hell of it. I didn't even come close. So yeah, yeah I'm, these I'm, guys are doing good job, guys. I'm surprised. Like I'm surprised anyone did it. We got two we, we had three people submitted. I think we three had, people doing yeah, it. Yeah, I think we might have like one or two other people too. So all right, this oh, is a wow. different different combination. We've got King Cobra. <laughs> I'm not sure that was exactly a king, but no, you got King Mokula, right? Oh, oh King, king Mokula too. Okay, I thought it was a cobra. Sorry. Yeah, king this, so you got you got the high, you got well, the king, queen, prince, princess, and emperor. 
Wow. Wow. He got bonus points for that, man. Props to you. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So he did that pretty early on, too. I'm not sure how many. Well, I don't know. The priest has a lot of. Actually, it's not even a king. I, I, I kept calling it king cobra. It's emperor cobra, right? So, yeah, you're right. He's got addition, He's got five royals on there. So, um, yeah, bonus to him. Good job. Uh, Raid in on that one. But, um, uh, that you know, that's our host challenge. And those of you wondering what we do, we issue a challenge to you guys each and every week. And then we have you guys kind of like, you know, let us know whenever you can complete it. And this week we have a, a unique challenge. And the challenge is creating a 50-50 on the board. A minion that is a 50-50. <laughs> yes. A 50-50. We believe in you guys. Yeah. You yeah. can do it. All of you that, that say Hearthstone's a 50-50, show me an actual 50-50. <laughs> we should have called it we should have called it the coin flip challenge. The coin, the coin challenge. <laughs> That's what we'll call it. We'll totally call it the coin flip challenge. Even it's completely not a coin flip to, to actually have it happen. So if you can create a 50-50, go ahead and uh, screenshot that, send it to us. You can either tweet it at uh, ValueTownGG or email it to ValueTown.chamb.tv. And look forward to seeing that. We've got a few questions here, Q&A. This, this you know, um, third of the show is obviously very interactive with you guys. But we got uh, Adam M. Uh, the discussion on Hearthstone Esports scene prompted an idea. After a major tournament, could Blizzard release a tavern brawl highlighting a few of the most interesting competitive matches for the tournament? A player would draw one of the two competitors' decks in the exact order and see if they could change the outcome of the match. I think that would, would, yeah, that would help casuals understand complex decks. If you uh, mention uh, Kazakus Priest and improve engagement by giving casuals a pro-level experience. Think this is a good idea? How might you expand the implementation? Say it's a hypothetical tournament mode. I love the concept for sure. I love the concept. Love the concept. Um, I'm trying to you think know. about it in like in practice. I mean, I think a lot of people would probably really love to do it if they got to play with cards that they don't have. You know, if they got yeah. that opportunity to play with Kazakus, but you know, they don't have have the dust for it and everything. Um, I, I think it would be awesome. I don't think they need to draw the cards in exactly the same order, but I like the fact that, I would love the fact that you could role play a, um, a, just a very notable competitive match. Just say it's the HCC finals. Like, have the Tavern Brawl the next day, uh, the next, you know, uh, Tavern Brawl just be, uh, you know, reenactment of the HCT final. You know, like, like, can you be the champion of HCT or whatever, something like that. And just have them kind of battle that way. I actually think it would bring attention to the, the tournaments as well. But, you know, because if you've got the, the names of the players and they're like, hmm, let me go like search. Yeah, totally. For the players, let's go figure figure out more about them. I, I, I do actually like the concept. I think it's interesting. I'll have to think about it a little bit more. But um, yeah. yeah, I think it would have to be drawing in the same. I feel like it would have to be drawing in the same order, though, because it's like. So? Okay. Yeah, because otherwise it's just you're just playing. You're just playing a game like a ladder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's already what ladder is. Like people already net deck oh, so much. Okay, that, you that's get your that all point. the time. That's like, your point. If you yeah. drawing it, <clears throat> and it can kind of open people's eyes to how one small decision can change your <laughs> okay. game so I much. See. And like, oh, if if uh, Colento had taken this route instead, he would have got absolutely destroyed by this or something like that. Yeah. And um, I could see so that, I, but it's yeah, just not really good. Idea. I don't think it's very replayable though. Like you do it like maybe once or twice and then that's it. I think that would be the only knock against it. But to your point, I think having it match ladder would suck too. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think you're you're probably right about it. But um, the general concept of 
of doing that, I think is an accessible way, you know, like a way to, to bridge that, that type of, um, you know, engagement possibly. So definitely love the idea. That's the kind of ideas I think, you know, Blizzard should be trying to think about, you know, like have that kind of frame, that kind of mindset to see if we can, you know, get some more people to watch. Um, next question we have, Ahmed N. Just uh, our, our friend, as always, I have a, an, I've enjoyed Trinity series, which by the way started like the last, uh, I think week and a half, it's been two weeks of it, I believe. Uh, what guys do you think uh, of having three audio channels and the viewer himself choose what to listen to? I mean, that would be awesome, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you have to have like three streams, right? For that to actually happen. So um, yeah, it would be pretty. I think you complex. could do it. I mean, uh, sure. Like. I mean, yeah. I mean, if they if they could stream three different channels, then it would be like having you know, like if you're watching ESPN or something. There's there were times where there used to be like three different angles or three different you know perspectives on certain like the Olympics or yeah. something like that, right? So um, that'd be kind of cool yeah. if, if they want to do it. You know, I think from a numbers standpoint, they could just add up all the numbers, right, to, to the three channels, and I think that would be the same. But um, I don't know if it adds that much to it. You know, it's like it's a lot of work, I think, for just a small number of people actually using it. Yeah, I agree there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I didn't watch the Trinity series, but do they do it where when one team's having their turn, you can hear them talking, and then when the other team's having the turn, you can hear the others talking, talking, or is it just all at the same time? Uh, well, they, you know, obviously the casters talk, and then whenever they want to go into comms, they can, like, just go into like yeah. one team talking kind of thing. Um, no, I think it. I think it's. I think it's a good. I mean, it's. It. It would be probably too much work for. For what it's many, worth. Yeah, like you said, for how many people would would benefit from it. But mm -hmm. if more people were watching Hearthstone, then I think it would be a great idea because people obviously have their certain team that they're supporting, and so you yeah, want to listen really to what they about, say. Yeah, exactly. And when it kind of yeah, goes over to the other team, you're like, oh, I want to know what they're saying when. when it, mm -hmm. Yeah. We can't. Yeah. But you know what? Like that kind of attitude you know like what we were talking about just like oh it's probably not worth the trouble that's probably the reason why we're where we're at right now so yeah you should go and do it that's kind of what i'm saying like regardless of how many yeah. people would actually do it just do it just do it and see if you know that that adds an element to the the uh, event that wasn't there before and might actually you know entice more people to to watch it right for a longer period of time yeah so yeah, yeah. i mean it would probably get more people supporting certain teams and certain players and yeah generate more of a following yeah. Okay, one last question here from Thunderbolt, one of our patrons. I would argue that 95% of the time, this is based off of the discussion we had last week on Nomurferatu, 95% um, of the time the card is effectively the same as Battlecry. Show the last card in your opponent's deck. The exception are fatigue games um, and against decks where discovery out of their deck is important. Say like it's, I don't know, Shadow Vision, Servitude, anything like that. Would you play Nomurferatu if... It were Battlecry show the last card in your opponent's deck. Another question. With the epic last call show down between uh, Omuzzi and Zelay, do you feel that uh, they should include more than just one spot based on overall points? Uh, okay, so the first one about Nomurferatu. Would you play it if it was Battlecry show the last card in your opponent's deck? No. <laughs> no, well, but I, I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't like that at all, really. I think I would actually. I take that back because it's a similar, like <clears throat> the. I think a lot of the time the information is more important than the fact it's actually being discarded, and 
you're still getting the same information. Um, so the information doesn't change at all. All the, all the only thing that changes is if it goes to fatigue. So yeah, I don't I, think it changes. I, um, yeah, I, don't I just don't anything. know why we'd be giving the information just for the game in general. Like I feel like the gnomes effect now is just. I don't know. I feel like it's more useful. Like you're just you're getting making them get rid of a card, but just for the sake of showing them, you know, like if you see that. Raza is the last card in their deck. I mean, yeah, it's nice to know, but I just don't really know if I would like that for the game in general. Like just being I mean, able to look at, look at your last. I mean, I think seeing card. it is like if you see Raza is the last card in their deck, or if you see if Antonidas is the last card of their deck. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost the same as discarding it. It's not quite the same, but it's you know that you're not you know that you're not going to get OTK'd by the priest until they've got to right to the bottom of the deck. Um, That's fair. So, it's, it's definitely comparable, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I, I think that... Um, I think just the general mechanic of showing you a card from your opponent's deck, where whether it's like the top cards, the top three cards, or the last card, I think that's really good for the game. Like, really good for spectating, mm-hmm. really good for all those things. I, I think they need to make more cards like that, first off. And then um, mm-hmm. just at least the ordering of it, not just general like Glimmer Root. Like, like Glimmer Root is, is cool in, in what it does, and it's, you know, it's a very creative thing too. But knowing exactly what's coming up, like you know what's coming up and he doesn't know what's coming up. Yeah. And then the audience knows that's what's coming cool. up. That's actually super good for spectating. So for, yeah, first definitely. off, they should make cards like, like what he's suggesting here. Uh, when it comes to the last card in the deck, um, I mean, would I play this? I wouldn't play this card in the current meta, but... You know, is it is still is it a still a decent value? Yeah, it's still decent. I mean, it's still a two three that gives you additional value, so it's still really really nice that way. But um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's it's not as good as the implementation that we talked about last week, which was we're trying to pull out cards that just are auto wins. You know, that's like the only that's the main reason why I would have played. I'm, I'd be playing No More Ferratu right now, is that if I pull Raza, if I pull you know like cert, like maybe two or three cards are in all of the meta. If I pull those cards, I just win the game. So it's worth actually getting getting a couple tries at that. You know, maybe even three tries if you have a dirty rat, <coughs> whatever, right? Like four tries if you have that too. But if there's no cards like that in the meta, then this card, I mean, it's nice. It's a good arena card, but it, I, it's, I mean, not even a good arena card because you don't even know what the hell's in his deck, right? So, yeah, uh, you know, I I think that it's just straight good value, and I don't know if it would be as effective. But it's good. I mean, it's not bad card, regardless, right? Like even with that that battle cry, I think it would be still a solid card. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it is. Yeah, like you said, I think it's very meta dependent. Like combo decks. Yeah. If like if combo decks are really popular, I think you would definitely be wanting to play this card. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but please, if everyone's Blizzard, playing aggro, it's pointless. Yeah, but please, Blizzard, make more cards where we we can see the top, like three cards on their like of their deck or something like that yeah that, i think that's a great idea awesome. like even if you can't even like, see the order even if you just see all oh, these are the next three cards you're like oh okay so he has a one in three chance of drawing a flame strike that type of thing i don't know why i'm like somewhat hesitant to, i i can't figure it out because i i do i do agree with you guys but there's something about i don't know well, the Allie, information. Allie, what if we had like a card that was understated but you could do that you know what I mean? Like, okay, it's not yeah, a powerful that's, that's... card. Like, it's not like, 
oh, you get a three four three man out that actually, you know, like uh, the top three, like you know, it'd be like it's, it's a two two or something or a two three or something like that, and you get to look at the so you lose tempo for this for this information. Okay, it's yeah. a different kind of advantage. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I I'm yeah. I'm all right with that. Yeah, I I, I, I mean, you'd have to make I it like good that. enough that it's played, so you have to figure out what that is. But, mm-hmm. you know, it shouldn't be like, oh, this is a no-brainer, and this, like, totally ruins the game. You know, like, this is played every single time, and, and also copies. It's like a discover the top three of their deck and pick the best one you want. You know, like, yes, it wouldn't be yeah, that. Yeah, that is way too yeah. powerful, right? So, um, but I think just yeah. Uh, yeah, having that element be viable in the game is really good for the game. Like, uh, very, very good for the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of what, how valuable is having information about you like how valuable is it to know what your opponent's going to have next and also what type of deck are you wanting to have this information because like if they're going to be understated cards you're probably not going to play it in aggro decks i mean it's probably more important later right like it's not important on curve it's important at the right moment I feel like it totally depends on the matchup between the two decks because, I mean, you can kind of look at people who snipe streamers. Like, sometimes even knowing a person's hand, it doesn't do that much. Like, sometimes it yeah. really does if you're playing a control deck and you're like, hmm, well, I'll bait out the death with this card first so my better card will, you know, like, I do think, or that they have a silence, you know, something along those lines. But when it's aggro, like, even if you know your opponent's hand sometimes you're still just going to play out your cards the way you would anyway so i think it's matchup dependent but definitely I, I think it's matchup dependent but i think at the very high levels is where you know like a lot of the high level players they they kind of know what their opponent has in their hand like they can tell yeah, like they, they haven't played a removal they know they, they don't have a dragon potion like you know they, they right. know they don't have it so if you could see if Please. that's coming up or not you could commit to the board like you could just mm-hmm. man just go wide and just let's finish the game in the next two turns you know like that sort of thing and then you could have the meta gaming like you have somebody that's okay if that's the case I'm just gonna pretend I don't have it and then you know what I mean like there there could be yeah. just high level stuff going on which would be really I mean really cool. can you imagine if there was a card like like Gnome Referatu but instead of just discard a card it's like discover the top three cards of your opponent's deck and choose one to discard. Yeah, no, we don't want that. Like, that would be I feel crazy like, good. I mean, yeah, that's so what I was saying. I don't want it to the point that's where it's just yeah. like, it's so I no-brainer like good. It's so no-brainer good yeah. that everybody's just going to be playing. You know, like, we don't want it to be, like, so, like, like, we don't want it to actually be, like, a no-brainer, like, crazy, crazy good value. Like, there's no way that you would never play this card. Because then I would think it's it's not designed well. Um, you know? Yeah. I, so yeah. I, I kind of want it to be a choice where it's like, Okay, we're we're kind of finessing this, but the the type of information we get is so valuable, you know, like in that fashion. It's more of a finesse but, way, not just like a bam, this is an awesome card, you have to play it. Like Yeah, I mean a lot of times people say like in Hearthstone there isn't kind of enough counterplay, but and that type of thing does give you counterplay and it gives you kind of you're affecting what your opponent's doing. Yeah, but if you discard one of them, then all of a sudden these type of Raza decks would never exist anymore. Like nobody would ever play them anymore. You know yeah. What I mean? So yeah. I'd rather just know that's coming, so you know how you know you can try your very best to to play around it, finish games earlier, you know that sort of thing. I think that's more 
that's actually more interactive than, than actually destroying Raza or destroying Antonitis or destroying the, the quest. Can you imagine if you destroyed? <laughs> oh my God, that'd be freaking yeah, terrible. Or DK, well, you kill that DK. That's like, holy shit. I got, a, I got a different idea. So the, so the same thing, you discover the top three cards of their deck, but instead of discarding one, you just put it to the bottom of their deck. Okay, I mean, it's, it's almost the same, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a little yeah, bit better. It's a little bit better. Yeah. It is better. I like it. You don't, you, don't, you don't completely destroy it, so it's, yeah. it's mm. better. But um, but regardless, you know, I, I think it's a great, you know, definitely a great suggestion, Thunderbolt, or just at least a discussion. Um, and seeing more, I think, is just better for spectating. Uh, his last question was just about Muzzy and Zelay. Uh, basically, should there, just be, should there be more than one last call spot? In the, you know, the championship or the you know top sixteen or whatever it is, it is top sixteen, right? I, be I believe it is. Um, what do you guys think? Um, Should more I, than I one player think... get through? I I mean I think we've had this question before, right? I don't think it necessarily needs to be more than one person getting through, but I needs to. I think there needs to be some kind of reward system for. The whole of the last call because it's super like mm -hmm. all or nothing, right? It's either you yeah, it's get in and get the spot, or well, I don't think there was that. Yeah, right? absolutely not. I think you just get if you were the top guy, you just got it this year, right? Like that's what Muzzy. It's just Muzzy and Zelay played for it, like in a in an event. Yeah, right. It wasn't. Oh, in an event. It, it, it basically they were in an event, and the Muzzy ended up winning that event, right? But oh, they knew I that see. this was for. Like that last call yeah. spot, basically. To decide. Yeah, it, it yeah. wasn't actually last call, like showdown, you know, type of thing. It was actually that that match everybody knew was for last call, even though for it was the one part, spot. Yeah, it was part of DreamHack or something, right? Or, or right. Uh, yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So the question really is: Is that should there be one spot or should there be more spots? Like, forget the tournament. You know, we're not talking about the tournament like we did like in prior weeks. This is just like: should there be more than one spot that gets into HTT? I think there should be two. Um, I, I, I think there yeah. I feel like not more than two, but yeah. you can consider adding the last, you know, the two spots yeah. here. I w I'd say no more than two, though. Yeah, I would say two. Yeah, I think I think that'd be be fair. Um, yeah. Those again, those players that have the most points in the entire year, you know, you could argue they're the most deserving. So to have more than one, I think is is completely fair in my mind. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, well, anyways, that's it for the questions, guys. Thanks a lot for writing in. And uh, once again, you write in. Man, my, my, my value town at champion.tv mailbox is just always full every week. So uh, go ahead and write those questions in, too, because we really, really love it. And uh, it's always fun to get uh, y'all's thoughts and you know generate great discussions like we did today. Um, but that's going to be it, guys, for the show. Why don't we do some shout-outs before we take off? Jackie, you want to start us off? Yeah, shout out to uh, our team, Fate Karma, my analyst team, for the constant support. <laughs> um, shout out to everyone watching and listening. We uh, appreciate you all, especially our patrons. Yeah. Uh, love you very much. <laughs> and um, yeah, check out my Twitter, F2K underscore Jackie. And this is my Twitch channel. Awesome, <laughs> Allie. <laughs> Uh, shout out to everyone that is using the Team Light card back. Um, <laughs> 
forgot again. Jackie Jackie forgets did. to shout it out again. need to remember. That's a sad thing. I was like, thing. I know. I know. Too busy winning to remember. Too busy winning. Anyway, so yeah, thank you to anyone who supported Team Light. Again, thank you to my year-round team, F2K. And yes, to the patrons, to the chat. Thanks for watching, guys. My Twitter handles here, F2K underscore Allie. And yeah, we're going to do Value Town on Jackie's channel for, I think, until, you know, for the next couple months here, until the yeah. end of the year. So it we're won't be on mine anymore. Back and forth. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll be back on Allie's at some point. So yeah. uh, those of you missing Allie's channel for whatever reason, don't worry. We'll, we'll, we're just, you know, kind of spreading it out. We're spreading the love out. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, it for me cool uh, thanks to both of you guys obviously Jackie and Allie for doing the show it's always a lot of fun all of you guys for watching and uh, you know again uh, coming on uh, Jackie's channel this this week and for the next uh, couple months here uh, also if you want to follow the show's show on Twitter go to at uh, ValueTownGG you can do that you can find my Twitter down here too VODs for the show will be on YouTube.com slash ChanmanV uh, in a, probably about in 30 minutes or so and then the audio is a little bit after that uh, again, you can find us um, on the audio channels if you like to listen to us on the way to work or, or in the gym or whatever, iTunes, uh, Google Play, as well as SoundCloud.com slash And that's going to be it, guys, for this week. So for Jackie Chan, Ali Straza, and myself, Cham V, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. See you, guys.